Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, if you've got Bibles, could you turn to the book of Colossians? My life's in Colossians at the moment. And um, just continuing our theme on for such a time as this. And if you like a title this morning, the title of my message is Better, Stronger, Faster. So I'd just like to read from Colossians um, chapter 3, starting at verse 3, and there's nine verses there. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honour at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now it is time to get rid of anger and rage, malicious behaviour, slander and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know the Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. And as I I read through that text, some things jump out at me. Paul starts by saying, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ. And another word for since is because. Because you've been raised, and we have been raised to a new life with Christ, whether we believe it or not, we have. He encourages to think about the things of heaven. He encourages and tells us that our real life is hidden in Christ. We have a real life. (laughs) Christ is our life. And he encourages to put on a new nature, to be renewed, because Christ is all that matters. And I just want to inspire you this morning with a word of faith. When I was a child back in the 70s, and I was born in the 60s, but I really, you know, I was, I was sort of five in the 70s. There was a TV show on a Friday night, which I could not and would not miss. And particularly on a Friday, if I got out of line, my mother would say, you won't be able to watch that show. And uh, it was my life at the time. And bedtime was normally 8 o'clock, and the show started at 8 o'clock. So it was a special treat. I had to have my teeth cleaned, be in my gym jams, and all ready to start the show. (laughs) And as soon as the show finished, I had to go to bed. And the show was The Six Million Dollar Man which was one of the greatest shows of all time. (laughs) And for the younger ones here, anybody under 50, um, (laughs) the show show was about a test pilot um, called Steve Austin. I mean, Steve, it's it's a great name, isn't it? And um, 
he uh, was a test pilot and he had this horrendous crash and he lost both his legs and an arm and the sight of one eye and by the use of um, replacement bionic parts uh, or robotic parts he became this superhero working for the US government and he had all these sorts of adventures and even before his accident he was this really cool handsome dude who never smiled and yet he was always very compassionate and considerate to people and Lee Majors who acted in the role became this iconic 70s sex symbol and everybody I remember as a boy <laughs> everybody I remember as a boy wanted to be like Steve Austin and uh, we all used to run around the playground in slow motion you know and um, there was like all these toys and things that you had to have at Christmas, um, which were just great. So a few weeks ago, I was on a train and uh, I got a, an, an alert. I get this thing on YouTube where it says, you know, you should look at this video, you should look at this video. And it was the start of the show. And I watched this video and I actually, at one point in it, I actually welled up a little bit which I thought was a bit silly, and I wasn't going to share that with you. But I just felt that God spoke something to me very, very profoundly. So before we start, I'm going to, Jim's going to show us the video, and I'm going to share the word with you, and then I want you to watch the video again, because I believe that God has got something that he wants to say to us through it. So... They just don't make shows like that anymore, do they? They really don't. So, the first thing that you hear him say is, we have separation. And that little ship breaks away from the plane. And in Colossians 1, verse 19, it says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to him. He made peace with everything in heaven on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. And this includes you who were once far away from God. You were enemies, separated by your evil thoughts and actions, and yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe the truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the insurance that you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. And other versions use the term, don't move away, don't be a stranger, don't shift away. And our separation needs to be from the world, not from Christ. You see, if we're separated or we feel that we're separated, we need to be reconciled to him. We need to be connected and we need to stay connected and we must be those that are constantly connected and striving to be connected and moving towards Christ. Now, connected not only means to Christ, but to each other. And practically, that means pursuing him with all that we can. Pursuing him in his word, in his worship, and being together. Because it is the most important commandment. Because I read in Mark chapter 12, 29, Jesus said this, The most important commandment is this, Oh, listen, O Israel, or listen, O church. Listen, church. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord, 
And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbour as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Now, for some of us, separation can seem quite good. (laughs) Uh, We can think we have freedom, it may look good, it may feel good. But for some of us, we may feel separated from God because of a past event or a past sin or something that we don't seem to attain to. But nothing can separate us from God. Paul tells us that in Romans. And even if we feel that we cannot be close to God for some reason, we can be. Because in Romans 8, it says, No power in the sky or on the earth below, indeed nothing in all of creation, can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we can feel separated sometimes, but the love of God is always towards us. And, and I remember at the prayer meeting on, um, uh, what day was it? Wednesday. I was there. Ben shared a word and he said that no sin or past event or situation can ever separate us from God. And I felt really encouraged that Ben just said that because I thought, I'm on the right track. We can be connected and we must be those that are reconciled or we can be reconciled to God if we're not with him now. And we're brought into his own presence, holy and blameless, because of the blood of Jesus. We can stand before him without fault. Now, if we still feel separated, or we feel apart from God in any way in our lives, it's because the revelation of those those above statements are not complete in our lives. Now that's quite scary, but I have to stress that our intention, our aim, our journeying should always be towards that. And I know that to be true because Paul says in Colossians that we must continue to believe this truth and stand firm in it. And don't drift away, don't be a stranger for the assurance you received when you heard the good news. And last time I spoke, I said that we must always be those that are going forwards because if we're not... We're actually going backwards. And we have to ask ourselves a question this morning. Are we pursuing him with everything that's in our soul, with all our strength, with all our might, with everything that's within us? And the honest answer to that question, and I include myself in that, is no, I'm not. But I'm encouraged by Paul because he says in Philippians, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers, I've not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize from God through which Christ Jesus is calling us. And we need to be those this morning that reconnect or indeed get connected this morning. We need to forget the past and we need to press on. The next thing that I hear is um, the plane's you know, gliding down to the ground and he says, I've got to blow out. <laughs> and you, you may be surprised to know, I mean, you may be surprised at this, but being, being close to Christ and staying close to him and pursuing him and being close to one another without separation 
doesn't mean that we never have problems in our lives. I know that's a shock for some of you, but it is actually true. But it's a lot better when they happen, and if they do happen, if we are. And um, blowouts happen all the time in our lives. And I, 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 was, I was trying to work out the other day how many miles I've actually driven in my career. And it's got to be over a million miles. And I've only ever had one blowout, which I think is the blessing of God. But I know when it happened, it was pretty scary. But life can be full of blowouts. And then the next thing he says is, the pitch is out, I cannot hold altitude. Now, p- pitch motion is the... It's the up and down movement of an aircraft. It's the nose of the aircraft. And an aircraft, to fly, the pitch has to be slightly up. Um, This gives the aircraft elevation. And in order to maintain a good pitch, there has to be thrust as well from the engines, which takes the plane up. Now, interestingly, another word for pitch is the attitude. The attitude of the aircraft. Now, attitude isn't something that's just reserved for teenagers, okay? <laughs> um, but I, we, Julie and I was having a laugh the other day because we heard a great... Uh, Julian used to use a great expression, our attitude affects our altitude. But Julian informed me that it isn't Julian's quote, it's Esther's dad's quote, Chris Spicer. But our attitude actually... And the attitude of an aircraft does actually affect the altitude. But it's a great play on words because our attitude affects how high we go in God. And to maintain a good pitch, you know, we we need to maintain a good attitude to get high in the things of God. But attitude affects everything in our lives. Everything in our lives is affected by our attitude. And our attitude affects our hearing. Our attitude affects our hearing. You know, sometimes folks don't hear what I hear. (laughs) Have you ever experienced that? You can go to a meeting on a Sunday and you can come away and you can say to somebody, oh, it was a great meeting on Sunday. And the other person will say, well, I didn't think it was very good. You know, three people got saved, two people got filled with the Holy Spirit, but they didn't think it was very good. And their attitude can affect their hearing. And our attitude, it can colour our perception. It can colour our response, our thinking. It becomes the lens that we look through. And... Jesus said this in Mark chapter 4. He said, he said, then he said, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more you understand and more will be given to you and you'll receive more. And the what is the content. And we have to be very careful what we hear. We must protect our ears sometimes. There are times that we mustn't listen to things. But then Jesus says in Luke, he said this, he said in Luke 8, he said, so pay attention to how you hear. And how is the the content or the attitude? And to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand, that will be taken away from them. And sadly, the what often affects the how. Let me put this another way. You get up in the morning, you jump out of bed, Sunday morning, and you say, Lord, I'm going to the meeting today. I'm going to hear the word of God. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to have a great time of worship, and the word of God is going to come to me, and it's going to bring so much joy into my life. It's going to set me free, and I'm going to go into the week full of the Holy Spirit and full of joy. 
And then another day you can wake up and you go, well, I'm here, preach to me. I'm here to do my duty, preach to me. The attitude is going to affect the outcome. I remember, quite ashamedly, many, many years ago, I was in a church and there were four elders. And one of the elders, I didn't like him. (laughs) So when he preached on a Sunday, I was not in a position to receive anything from this guy. He could preach the most fantastic word of God and two people get saved and 15 people get set free. But I wasn't receiving any of that because I didn't like him. But when the other other three elders spoke, oh, I was like, ooh. But my attitude affected my... I know you you look so shocked I've said that. You look really shocked. I mean, none of you are like that because you're all so holy. But our attitude affects our hearing. And it's so important, if you remember the, the story of the talents, the servant who was wicked, he had what he had taken away from him, and it was given to the servant who had got more. And Jesus said, you know, from him who has more, even more will be given. And that's why you can come to church every Sunday and never grow and develop. Because we're not receiving what God wants to say to us, because our attitude may need to be altered. But be encouraged, because in Ephesians 4, Paul says this, he says, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature, because you're created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And as we read earlier in Colossians, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, adjust your attitude. Adjust your attitude to what you're looking at. And then it says, for you died to this life and your real life, your real life, are we living our real life this morning? Are we living as God wants us to live our real life? As God intended. This life that was created, that was won, that was reclaimed for you by God's work on the cross. Set your mind on, the Amplified says, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above. And this is how we allow the Spirit to renew our thoughts and our attitude. Because this is the power for living. This is the power for living. This is the power that makes the struggle possible. Because it is a, it is a struggle. You know, don't be fooled by people that make it look easy. It is a struggle. Paul says in, one Colossia, in Colossians 1.29, he said, That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. When we depend on his power in life, it's easier to maintain our attitude. You see, I love Paul because you read about this guy, Apostle Paul, and you can read it one way. He walks about, you know, praying for people, raising people from the dead. People fall out of windows because he's preaching too long and he raises them up and snake bites him and, you know, we could look at that. But he had challenges. He had issues. He had a past. You know, he talks about his struggles. He talks about pressing on. He talks about forgetting his past. You know, don't forget that he was the chief Christian killer of the time. He was, you know, he was, his job was to find Christians and to kill them. 
So he had a bit of a past. Has anybody got a past like that? You know, he had challenges. You know, he said that he struggled daily. He said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I keep doing. You know, without his power in our lives, we eventually stall. Our attitude is poor and the only way is down. We lose control and the situations in life we can't hold on to and then it all breaks up and it's silent. But God wants us to tap into his power, to be connected to him, to have a great attitude and to set our sights on the things of heaven. So there's Steve Austin lying on the bed and he's described as a man barely alive. But God doesn't want us to be barely alive. He wants us to be fully alive. Because in Colossians 2.13 it says that God has made you alive with Christ. And he he wants our roots to grow down deep into him and for our lives to be built on him. And I have to ask you a question this morning. Are you alive? I'm alive. You know, for some of us, what God doesn't want us to have, he doesn't want us to have an event every, every so often in our lives where we sort of, we get a shot in the arm or the occasional defib. <laughs> God doesn't want roller coaster Christians where we're all going up the thing, all smiling and happy and then screaming down the other side with our arms up. He wants us to have a great attitude going up steadily all the time, focused on him. And he wants us to put on a new nature, it says, and be renewed as you learn to know the creator. For some of us, we need to get out of the mindset that suddenly everything's going to be perfect. And day by day, you know, it's just life's easy. But it isn't like that because we're on a journey together. We're on a journey, and sometimes we do have little bounces in the road. But we're on a journey, and we're learning, and we're going forward. Our attitude is set high. We're aiming towards the Lord. Because I'm on a journey. Then there's those iconic words. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. And I looked up the word technology, and it means... Something beyond our current thinking. Does anybody remember the show Tomorrow's World? Yeah. 7.30, BBC One, on a Monday. And they used to talk about these things called battery-powered cars. Can you actually believe that? And I remember watching that, and I thought, that's just ridiculous. How could you have a battery-powered car? That will never catch on. And they used to talk about mobile phones. A phone that you, could, you didn't have to have plugged into the wire in the wall. I mean, that's ridiculous. And personal computers. They said that every home in the world was going to have a personal computer that would fit in a small box and not fill a whole room. That's ridiculous. But it was beyond the current thinking. I mean, I, I love Wi-Fi, uh, Hi-Fi and, wi- and music technology. And I'm of an age where I've seen, and develop, I've seen it develop and change so rapidly. 
As a child, I remember reel-to-reel, an eight-track, an LP. Some of you look completely lost at this point. And then we had cassettes and then CDs and mini-discs. That never caught on. And iPod and streaming. And you just wonder what's next. But I know back in the 70s, if, you'd have, if somebody had told you that you could get 20,000 songs on something the size of a, a matchbox, you would have laughed at them and said, impossible. <coughs> but his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And God has the technology because his thinking is beyond ours. His thinking is beyond our current thinking. And you may feel this morning that, you know, you need rebuilding. But God doesn't rebuild or repair. He restores. He makes things completely new. And his, his aim for all of us is to make us like Christ. To live in his kingdom today on the earth. And that's the journey that we're on. And God wants his fullness to fill us completely in every way by the power of his spirit. Because we've been restored by his work on the cross. Because I read in um, Colossians 1.11. I like Colossians at the minute. We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power. So that you'll have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. The same glorious power that raised Christ from the dead that we read about in Ephesians. And whilst this may be all beyond our thinking, it's the truth. It is the truth. It's in your life. We have the capability. Capability is using what is available to us. And we could be here all day speaking about that. We have the capability to become all that Christ wants us to by his death on the cross. Really. And that means you. There's that great... Steve Austin will be that man. Steve Chacelle, you will be that man. Julian Bowden, you'll be that man. Becky Howden, you'll be that woman. Because of what God has given us, the capability that he's put into our lives. Because we'll become better than we were before. We'll become better, we'll become stronger, we'll become faster. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, I am going to. Continually. You know, when we're better, we're improved, we're built upon, we're more effective in the kingdom. We become stronger, we're more powerful. There's no setbacks, we resist temptation, we withstand pressure. I love that bit at the end where he's running at 60 miles an hour and, he's, and his heartbeat's just do-do-do-do-do-do. I can run at like two miles an hour, it's like <laughs> <laughs> We're faster, we advance quicker. Things only take a short time. We're more lively. So we're going to watch the video again. It's a little shorter version this time. 
but just relate it to the word of God. And then let's just pray together that God will highlight and spark those things within our lives, that he'll just affect the way we see things in the world. Let's just pray together. Father, I thank you that you have a great plan for our lives. That, Father, your, your heart is for us to be so connected to you, so close to you, to hear your heartbeat. And, Lord, I just pray this morning that we would be those who pursue you with everything that we've got. That we pursue you with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength. That, Lord, we are those that set our sights on you continually. That, Lord, we are those that look at the things of heaven and not the things of earth. And that, Lord, we allow your spirit to refresh our attitudes, change our heart, and so that, Lord, we can become more and more like you. Father, I thank you that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and Lord, whatever presses on us this morning, that, Lord, we would know your peace and assurance and the fact, Lord, that you've brought us into your presence, holy and blameless, Lord. Father, I pray that as we, as we seek you, that, Lord, we would understand your capabilities, understand, Lord, the power that is within our lives through the power of your Spirit. And that, Lord, as we pursue you, as we journey together on this journey, that, Lord, you would in, indeed make us stronger and faster and more effective, Lord, in the earth as we see your gospel preached and the glory of the Lord fill this town. Father, I just pray, Lord, for... I pray, Lord, that the word of God this morning would sink into people's hearts, that it would trigger things in their lives. And, Lord, it would challenge, it would rebuke, but, Lord, it would set free and bring us, Lord, into a greater realm of your glory and your power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.